0: Welcome to episode thirty of the Putting Couch. I'm Jim Grunberg, along with Cody Hale and Ted Galena. We are the Seymour Putters Tour team, and we have been really delighted to be able to do thirty Putting Couch episodes right now. And we cover all kinds of things on the Putting Couch: the fundamentals of you know putting instruction and putter fitting. We cover the mental game. We re- we cover really human interest stories in the industry that kind of relate back to putting and all things putting and. Today, we've got Bernie Garson as our guest, and he is the founder of Garson Golf, uh, GarsonGolf.com. And um, he created one of the really cool putter grips that's kind of taken the world by storm over the last uh, couple of years. And I know it's been a lot more than a couple of year adventure for you, Bernie. So, first of all, thank you for joining us on the putting couch.
1: No, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, It's an honor and a privilege to be with you guys. I see you out on tour enough, and now it's just to sit back and talk like this. It's really fun and exciting. It's
0: going to be because, a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah, I'm looking forward and, to and it. And Cody
0: and I and Ted, we've all, we've all been out on tour, and we know that, yep. you know, you with your blue slacks or your red slacks has been one of the, uh, I mean, one of the things I can count on every single week I'm out there. And uh, it's a lot of fun to watch you work out there because, you know, you're sort of as a grip company, you're, you're very independent. So, you can have players from all different types of brands, no matter what their paid contracts are, still gravitate towards trying to find something a little extra with that grip. So, tell us about the inspiration, uh, Bernie, for you starting the Garson Grip. What, what was the problem out there that you felt needed to be solved?
1: Well, it all goes back to when I first started playing golf, Jim. As a kid, I just was really never comfortable with the setup position with a standard putter grip with the thumb straight down the top. I always put it with my fingers towards the side of the putter. But for most people, once I got involved in a teaching, that wasn't comfortable because it really wasn't a spot to rest your fingers, rest your thumbs. It was still off to the side, but you're resting, resting on the ridge. So people would say, I understand what you're going for, but it's not comfortable. So... In essence what I'm talking about the comfort what that does by putting your hands to the side it basically gets your elbows in your body As you know as well as I do as long as we've been together and, and seen each other and also sets your shoulders back Takes the tension out of your body and just creates a more natural easy flowing putter stroke, which is more consistent So I went home one night thinking about what I can do to solve this problem so I got three grips and cut them all apart and glued, glued one grip together with uh, shoe glue so the funny thing was, I went to the golf course the next day, and I went to put solvent in the grip, and it just fell apart because the <laughs> solvent, the solvent just ate, just ate up all the glue. So here I am taping the grip to the to the shaft and everything else. I kind of came up with the concept and got some feedback from some people that I was teaching, and then uh, within a month I was on a plane, got myself over to China. I went through about probably five, six different factories to uh, you know start with the process. And the funny thing was, was through through all those factories, three of them, I got back the exact same grip. So they were basically farming it out to one company who was doing it. So then in essence, after I finally got the grip done, I mean, I, I, this probably took a process again of about another two years. How long so that, ago was this? Uh, this was probably 10 years ago when it first started. Okay. Yeah, because the whole process with that took the process of going through the five factories. It lasted finally about a year and a half to finally get a finished product. After that, the approval for the USGA took another two years because that I had to do five different submissions for them just to improve the one the one the one model of the first grip, the edge grip. So that went back to retooling and, you know, the expenses going back to China, because as much as you try to do things on Skype, you know, back in those days and the language barrier, it was still very difficult. As much as you thought they understood, they never did. So the bottom line was having to go there and be, you know, actually do a a prototype myself. Like, you know, I'd I'd just get different grips and grind them out on a grinder or take their prototype they did to me and sand it down and go back to them and explain what I needed done. So that was another process. Uh, But I learned a lot about the grip market, a lot about what the USGA is looking for as far as what's conforming, what's not. And just you know, it's been a great process. I've learned a lot and the, the bottom line was I believed in this so much that, that I never gave up. You know, because through all the testing that I've done and all the data I have, I know my technology works. And the cool thing about our technology together is we have two technologies that really work really well together. And that's the cool thing about being involved with you guys now doing doing a custom grip for Seymour with your Riflescope technology and the Garson technologies, two great products together which by far is, you know, more superior to a lot of products out there on the market.
0: And and that's a great point. And the the similarities between our two brands is that customers, they rave about our products and they talk about how immediately they feel like they've become better putters because of our technology, because of your technology. You put those together, it's twice as powerful. And it's, you know, because golfers are looking for every possible way to simplify variables and reduce variables that they can focus on the line and the speed of the putt, as we always say. And uh, the two products have, you know, they're, they're different products, but they both tell the same story, which is that, you know, take a look at this technology. It's, um, it's a, There's a way out there for you to simplify your game, even though you're not a tour player, you're an avid golfer, you play a lot, you practice a lot. But when they finally do get it. um, it, It's sort of an aha moment. And I think that's the same thing, you know, with the Garson Grips. And from what I've seen, it's not easy. It takes a long time. You have to build relationships out there. People have to realize that you're committed. And as you said, you've got the passion, you've got something. And all of a sudden it starts to roll. And then you start to get, you know, caddies and players coming to you. And a little bit tougher for us because we're faced you know, we're up against so many players that are on big time contracts and getting paid for the putter. But I think when it comes to the grip, you do have an option to find somebody that week that, hey, why wouldn't I try this? So tell us about your experiences on tour and some of the really cool stories from out there.
1: Well, it, it's really funny because basically, like you're saying, with, you know, the whole relationship on tour, there's a lot more just relationships. Now you got to deal with not just the player. A lot of it's involved with their coaching. A lot of it's their caddy. A lot of it's their agent. So even though I'm just a grip company, you know, you do have to build a relationship, but it's still really difficult. And I, and I tell anybody between you and I, if you're thinking about getting in the putter world and trying to get out on tour, good luck. Yeah. Because you know as well as I do, every every year it's getting tougher and tougher because these guys are getting more and more on contracts to the point where they got to use all 14 clubs because all companies now are coming out with their own putter line. But, you know, in the last year or two, I've kind of seen now like some of the guys – Like Tony Finau being one of the first players ever who was one with my grip, as a matter of fact, as well, and still in the grip that I do custom for Peretti, as well as I could, you know, do custom grips for you guys. You know, a a guy that actually believes in a product and has enough say so to to say, listen, I'm not going to change because this is proven that it works for me. And, you know, with your technology in mind, the big difference is we can prove it. The data doesn't lie. The numbers don't lie. And that's the thing about technology is what I'm talking about, having one of the only technology-based grips out on the market. I mean, just because it's a fatter grip doesn't mean there's technology built into the grip. You know, SuperStroke has done a great job, but I've tested all my grips against every one of the Superstroke's products. It's just they've, they've got such a big footprint in the market right now and the money for the marketing. You know, I'm, I'm a one-man band. Yeah, I've, I've done all this on my own. I'm a startup company. I, I, you know, no investor. I had an investor I bought out for the first three months because we didn't see eye to eye. And for the last five years, I've been supporting my own self out on tour. Like you're saying, seeing me out on a tour, it's great for me to be there because I can get feedback from players out there. And I started this company with one grip. I now have seven different designs and every one of my designs is one on the PGA tour. Worldwide or somewhere on the PGA Tour yeah. level, you know, I have multiple players on the Web.com or the Four Corn Ferry Tour, the McKenzie Tour, the, the Asian Tour and the Latin Tour, you know, Henry Extension when the British Open with 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 the Max Grip. So, you know, first, for, I feel pretty proud to be able to pat myself on the back to say, you know, I've, I've done pretty well with it so far. But I, I haven't stopped because I do. I do like the fact of having the opportunity to talk to players and get input and think, well, what else can I do? because my ultimate goal is to be the number one grip company, putter grip company in the world. And, you know, for the fact that I have 32 wins worldwide in the last five years, I know it took super stroke. I think it was six years. So they got their first win. So, you know, I feel pretty good about that. I, I feel better about now. A lot of companies like yourself are coming on, involved, coming on board and wanting to get involved with the technology and understanding and seeing that it helps, you know, it's just the, the bottom line is it's, it's not an easy market, yeah. not easy at all. You, you, you know, as well as I do. And, and for you guys, like you say, being a putter company, you're up against the big major brands and guys are in contract. So you've got to get that one guy who's not in a company contract under putter. And you have very limited shots at it. Like you yeah. say, I have more opportunity because guys will still, you know, Oh, maybe, you know, I'm not putting that well, maybe it's not the putter. Maybe it's not me, but, but let me go check out a grip. And you know, as well as I do, you amongst other companies give me putters to put on my bag and it's helped me out tremendously because that has helped me also get putters in play for other companies. And these companies see that. Well, you know, he's helped us get his putters in play. Like they, there's never hesitation when I tell a company, hey, listen, I need a couple putters in my bag because so-and-so wants a putter built up. They're more than happy to do that. And I think that's kind of how our, our relationship started. When you guys first came out there with Cody and, and you guys out there, you know, it would start seeing that guys were, you know, are interested in your putter and they say, well, let's put a Garcia grip on it. And if, you know, we've been talking about this for years now to finally be involved together, I think it's a great fit and I'm very happy about it. Um, right now, because like we were just talking about this earlier about being up, being out on tour with a new normal as they as they're calling it. It's really tough right now because, you know, we're not allowed to set anything up period for the next four or five, four or five events. Hopefully it only sticks to that. I was just on the corn ferry tour this week, which is a little bit more relaxed than the PGA tour. So it gave me a little bit more of an opportunity to actually be able to get out there and actually work with the guys. Cause I was able to get on the putting green or close enough to it to run the PGA tour. Everything's roped off where you can't even get in certain areas. You know, they're tech checking our temperatures. We walk in there. Now I heard this week up at uh, travelers are going to, you know, test everybody that walks into the event because the the outbreak up and up in uh, Connecticut is so bad still that it's, You know, they don't want any – they're taking all the precautions to keep everybody safe. And if you ask me, I think they should take everybody's test, everybody on the premises. Because the bottom line is it doesn't matter if the players are being secluded. You're going to have some sort of contact with them one way or another. And it has happened. So I just think they should make it a big, safe bubble altogether.
0: That's the – hey, that – and, you know, Cody's here, and I'll let Cody jump in because I know Cody – Cody has has spent a lot of time. I mean, he was a tour player himself. He spent a lot of time out on the tours just like you, Bernie. And I think the one thing that we've shared with you is is that You know a a lot of these brands out there you know the players gravitate towards them because who's going to pay them a couple hundred grand for the year and then you know these companies are like yeah hey we've got a putter now you got to use all that so when we do it it's sort of one at a time you know cody's finding a player out there who is basically saying i understand that i may be giving up a contract in some way or some part of a contract but i am really intrigued by your product the seymour putter and how it can help me with consistency and alignment and that's the way Zach Johnson got into it and Payne Stewart got into it. And, you know, so many other players that have won with Seymour Putters, but the field has been very small and we see you with the same type of challenge. You have to go up there and find somebody who hasn't been influenced by marketing because they're not seeing Seymour and they're not seeing Garson TV ads out there. And so they really have to look and say, hey, let's look at this product, how it can help me. And that's what you're doing every day. That's what Cody's doing every day. And I'll let Cody talk about you know, he he was the guy that was coming back after all these weeks and saying, "Hey, you know, Bernie Garson's got something going out there. It's a very legitimate, very uh, uh, meaningful product, and it's got a point of differentiation um, that that just like we're always looking for with our putter." And so, you know, Cody was very instrumental, I think, in in, in identifying early on that. All that work you put in, all that research, all those different various trials and, 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 you know, re- redos um, had led to something really, really cool. So, I mean, from there, I'll let, I'll let Cody jump in on that. But yeah, it's very similar shared stories.
2: Yeah, it is. And <clears throat> we all know how tough it is on the tour. But Bernie and I met probably, I don't know, it was probably six years ago. I think it was at, right. I think it was at the web.com tour finals, maybe at, TPC Sawgrass,
1: in, in Sawgrass, exactly right. right the, the first, first time we met, mm-hmm. but it was it was one of
2: I think for our listeners, it was when you developed the edge. Which, if I'm not mistaken, I mean for them to get a visual, it's basically like a rib grip turned upside down. Right. I mean. You know, essentially, it's just you've got a you've got a rib version where you can get your hands on a, on each side of the grip to set your elbows more in to get them neutralized. So the symmetry of your shoulders, your forearms are more neutral in a neutral tension free setup position square to the target line. And you can get your hands on each side of that top line running down the top of the grip. Right. So how would you describe that first grip that you designed
1: right that's basically the when we first met that was the edge grip like you're saying it, it's kind of like a, a triangle yeah half a triangle with a round back exactly where you get your thumbs on each side at a 45 degree angle instead of straight down the top and you're exactly correct what that is doing is just taking your body and putting your elbows into your body getting your palms in a more neutral position and setting your shoulders back and, and creating a more natural pendulum stroke that is what we're all out here to out here to try to obtain in, in a plenty stroke is not it a consistent pendulum stroke but if you set your body up in normal position in order to create that pendulum motion you're putting tension in your body your body's not in a relaxed position so what that does is manipulates movement in your hands which in essence that manipulation is caused by tension so basically you this my grip is creating a more tension free grip and the funny thing is when I first got out on tour with the edge grip, I mean after all the the, mar- the marketing and all the research I did, I come out on tour, then that was right after when SuperStroke uh, got had the win with with uh, Jason Dufter in, in the US in the, in the in the PGA Championship, then it just went nuts with the bigger grips. So then now I'm just out on tours. So then I had to come up with the concept of the, fa- the the bigger grip, which was the Max. So that was my my second involvement in in a putter grip, and the funniest thing about that was one of the first people to put the, the fatter max, the max grip in play was Henrik Stenson. And the way that grip got in play was the funny story here was Pete Cowan used to take my edge grip and use it on wedges as a training aid. So to, in order to keep the guys know where their hand position was and from flipping over, they would use the edge grip on a wedge. So I, uh, Pete Cowan was, was training with Henrik Stenson for that on his wedges. And I asked him, well, would you do me a favor and, and put a putter grip on for me? He goes, I, I'll try, but, I'm not going to guarantee you anything. See, this is what we're talking about, building relationships. You never know how something gets into somebody's hands. So you've got to try and build a relationship with anybody and everybody you talk to. Because out there is such a cutthroat world. If you, get, you rub somebody the wrong way once it's done, you never have a second chance. You know that as well as I do. You get your opportunity. If you come off somebody the wrong way, you'll never have an opportunity again. So... It's. It was really funny how the, then Henrik just showed up one week with the grip on his putter. Now, it, the funniest thing was I think it took Henrik a year before he finally changed the grip on on his on his putter. And I talked to Pete about it, about it and uh, him and uh, Pete Cowan and, and his, his uh, new instructor, uh, his name, it passes me right now. Okay. Me. No but anyway, but basically Henrik is one of these guys that goes by the numbers. He, he, you know, most of his, his product testing, he, they go by the numbers and the data and talking to Pete Cowan afterwards is Henrik was in the grip for a year, got out of it for three weeks. And, and, uh, basically was Hendrick got back into the grip because the data doesn't lie. And what, for instance, JB Holmes was one of the first guys to win with the grip. But the funny story was, was was when JB Holmes was on his medical, medical, uh, uh resent, medical status on tour it was down at TPC Saw, uh, not Sawgrass, down at uh, Arizona, and uh, he came up to my bag and he grabbed a putter with the max, with the edge grip on it, he looked at me. He says, "What the hell is this thing on? Crooked, sideways, or what? What is this?" And and he threw it back at me, and I started laughing. I said, "JB, let me ask you a question." I said, "If you were, if you weren't having problems with your putting, would you be here asking me these questions?" He kind of laughed. He says, "Well, you got me there." I said, well, do me a favor, putt with, putt with it for 10 minutes and, and tell me what you think. So it, the funniest thing was I had a tad more Olimar putter. The putter, I think, where they were $89 in your local sporting goods shop, whatever. So he putted for about 10 minutes. I said, what do you think? He says, well, it still feels a little weird, but it's different. I said, well, do me a favor. At the time, they had uh, they were out there checking stats on the putting green. So I, I told his caddy, I said, go over and have JB tech, check his stats and tell me what you think. So he comes back over and he looks at me and he says, well, he goes, his stats have never been that well. So he basically put the putter in that play and playing that week. And, you know, JB had two three wins in the first in the first two years with the edge grip. And then bottom line is, you know, it's, it's some some of these decisions aren't up to the player. I'm not I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. But, you know, every Pretty much almost every player that has put my grip in play and kept it in play has won with it. Yeah. You know. Um, and it's just the funny thing about it, like with you guys, with your with your brand, with what you're doing out there, because you're not like an Odyssey or Taylor made, people don't realize what we see out there. These companies have new products every week. Yeah. And I'm not just talking one product, I'm talking four, five, six different new putters on a weekly basis. Yeah. I mean, and that's what's just phenomenal about you guys that, you know, you now just this year came out with your new models, correct? With the new, with the new necks on them. And the this new is necks, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And this has been how long now that, that you? your yeah, technology has been so good that you didn't have to change it. But now, yeah. you know you know as well as I do, everybody wants something different. Something different for, for somebody else's eye. Not everybody yeah. likes the same thing. Yeah. So I know you guys have made it so far with your technology, with what you have done up to this point to where now you're giving people more benefits and more opportunities and chances to get into something different. I just see your brand exploding and going, going and getting a lot more, you know, recognized out there and a lot more because it's more of what the people want and understand and, and what they're used to.
2: Well, I think that's, you know, transitioning to where, you know, the, you know, your technology and ours, you know, you're, you're talking about improving setup, improving stroke, being <laughs> intention-free. And I think that's why, you know you've seen success on tour these guys even though they may see it different off the start they put it in play as a you know maybe a training aid off the get-go or they put it you know they they may be hesitant off the start and then they start seeing the benefits of it after a few minutes after a few weeks after a few months and then that's why it sticks for a long term like i mean look at the success hendrick Stenson had and why has he putted with it for so long he's had you know i mean so much success with it over the years abraham answer i mean some of these guys tony fina i mean those guys have had success and that's why i think some of the guys we've had have said have had success with it over the years i mean zach johnson von taylor yeah. those guys started with it as, right yeah our putters as training age, yeah um which is was phenomenal because we knew when once they did put it in play it wasn't just lightning in a bottle hey they had some familiar familiarity with yeah. the technology yeah. yeah that they knew hey this was helping my setup this is helping my stroke and that's the cool thing about your grip and i think that's why we we knew hey th- there's something behind this because you know I, and we love the new the new uh putter grips that you have out the new quad tours which will right. mention mm-hmm. that are a tapered and a non tapered version and you talk a little bit about those but we love those as well because not only um are they a little bit different but being able to set your hands in the same place being able to Uh, provide a little bit more stability. I mean, that's so important. Your hands are the only connection part to the grip, right? So being able to set your hands and like I said, have symmetry in terms of being able to have your forearms and shoulders positioned and have leverage over the club is so important and having your hands in the same position on the grip and your fingers in the same position on the grip. People don't realize when they grip it, one time their right hand's on top a little more, the next time it's a little more, more underneath it's so important to put it have consistency in the way you put your fingers on the grip and it will help you putt better and it'll help you provide stability in the putting stroke if you do that. And I think those, your grips offer that type of success and that type of consistency through the technology.
1: Right. you're correct about that Cody, because the bottom line, like I talk about being able to be out there and talk to the players and things, that's how I developed the quad grip because basically the quad grip is basically the same as the max and the edge technology, but more in a traditional style, you know, work with guys who tell me, oh, I understand your technology, but I'm just not, you know, that, that I'm too traditional basically. But the bottom line is it's all about feel. The, if you know, if you would give yourself the opportunity to let it work for you, you know what, that's the the whole thing about the edge and the max grip that when you first put your hands on it, we're all taught how to put one way. I'm not saying my grip's going to change your life, but I will tell you one thing. If you let it work for you, you will see the difference because the bottom line is putting your body in a better position. And, like you say, Cody, what the, grip, the new Max, the new quad grips do is do get your hands in that same position every time. It does stop you from going too far over the top, too far underneath, but it's also helped you because the design, the more, more quad shape about it, is getting your, it's the same, basically the same technology, more traditional grip. So that is how I developed the quad grips and which led to more different shapes and sizes and and, and styles about it. And now recently just coming out with the rubber feel of that quad grip, because guys, you know, it's it's texture. There's so many different things that people don't understand what people are asking for out on tour, let alone with the general public doesn't know half about enough stuff that goes on out on tour, you know? And, and, And it's like, you guys have seen it, I've seen it. It's like when a guy's looking to change into something out there, they're getting bombarded by all these other companies. It's like to a point to where a guy just wants to say, just leave me alone. So to have that opportunity to get your chance and get it, get, be able to get the guys ear enough to talk to him for a long enough amount of time to be able to get him hit your product, try your product, hit a few putts or with my, with mine, try a few grips for somebody else's breathing down their back. You've got a one in a million shot. And then the fact about it—if they even will give it, get it enough time, because there's so many. Like I say, what, once people know that somebody's looking for something new, it's insane to see what goes on out there. It's like people are just are, are relentless, and they really are. So it's it's like you're saying you've, you've got a one in a million shot, and you've got to really make them understand the whole technology and why it's going to make them better and what it's going to do for them. But then again, the bottom line too is. Any change, if you ask me, if anybody out there is going to make any change in anything, give it at least four to six weeks. Don't expect something in your hands and it's going to change your life because any change is you've got you've got to adapt to it. And not to say that it's going to be right or wrong, but the bottom line is give it a give it a chance. You can't make a decision by going out and playing one round of golf and saying, oh, this this is not right for me because your life is not going to change in one round of golf. You know, your bottom line is you've got to let your body adapt to you. you got to let your mind adapt. You've got to let the feel adapt to you. It's like nothing. And there is no lightning in a bottle. I'll put it that way. Granted, I've had guys have success. Brandon Steele put my grip in play that week, went out went out one safely. you know. So it's like you never know. Uh, but then again, a guy can put it in play one week, win the next week, go out and not even make the cut. But the bottom line is, guys on tour, a lot of them will realize, you know what, I'm not the best putter every week. And the general public needs to realize that, too. There's not one thing out there that's going to make you a better putter, but there are things that can help you if you understand what you have in your hands. And what we're talking about here, technology, there's so, so many ways now to show people what technology is compared to just saying you have a good product, being able to prove it. Which I know you have, because working together, with you guys. When I was up there with you, Cody, and that, what all the stuff I've seen you guys do, I know your technology works, and that's why it's such a great opportunity for us to be together, collaborating on on your putter, on your putter and my grips together. I just feel that it's you know it's it's a great relationship that we started, and I feel it's going to go a long way, and I'm honored to be on with you guys. So.
0: I agree. I think it's gonna. I think it's got some legs from here. We're gonna continue to expand, but right now golfers can find um, they can find the Garson grips um, at Seymour.com. With uh, they can be put custom onto any of our putters. Um, they can see the full line of um, our new milled putters at the PGA Tour Superstore with the Garson grips uh, in Canada at Golf Town. They can find uh, the premium putters in our line with the Garson grips. And um, you know, again, we've we've started off with the Quad Tour because of the great story you just told. And we wanted to, we felt like with the taper, the non-taper, um, we're really giving golfers something that, uh, that they can build on. And as you said, same thing with uh, the Garson and the Seymour brands. Um, we've both been the one in a million story. I mean, for for our brands to to both have dozens and dozens of PGA Tour wins around the world is, that's a long shot because everything in the world was working against us, except that we had data and technology on our side. And that's, that's the great thing about both of us. And, you know, while the tour continues to be something that people will always look to, and we'll always have You know the great, you know the greatest putting performances. Some of them in major championship history between us, right? Uh, Zach Johnson Johnson at the British Open in 2005. I mean, made 10 birdies in the last round to pass 15 players. One of the great final rounds in British Open history. Henrik Stenson when he won the
1: exactly one of the
0: great uh, all time. (laughs) And then Payne Stewart last night on the Golf Channel. I mean, it's when it's on, it's the I think the highest rated show on the Golf Channel. Every time they show the 1999 U.S. Open with Payne Stewart. Winning that with that Seymour putter. And people are like, you know what? I can see how that helped him. So while the tour has been fantastic and it's shined the light on our brands, the real story is is that the longer we stay established, the longer consumers get involved. And right now, consumers will be telling other consumers, golfers, about Garson Grips. They tell uh, other golfers about Seymour putters. And so while the tour continues to be incredibly wonderful to have, we've reached a point right now at Seymour where we've got thousands and thousands and thousands of golfers that say they've, they've used every type of putter in the world, many three, four, five times what they paid for our putter, but they've realized that there's nothing that beats a Seymour putter. And as we introduce them to garson grips we're just going to help them enhance that even more and so that's the really great thing is is that it's no longer just advertising and the tour but word of mouth golfers that go out there and have great experiences will tell other golfers and so it's probably stronger now than ever um, to be a small company and just have have your customers tell your story for you
1: no i agree with you 100 on that jim i can't tell you how many emails and people are reaching out to me on twitter you know hey I see you posting about this grip. How come it's not on your website? Because, you know, a lot of my products that I first introduced, I introduced that on tour. So I'll send out a couple of the guys that are interested that are decent golfers. and next thing you know, say, like, hey, man, my buddy wants this grip, too. This is the best grip ever. And you're right. This is the, the consumer basis what's going to keep our companies alive. Because, you know, out on tour, we're not making money out there. But, if we're, you know, the players aren't paying us for our products. We're, we're spending our hard-earned dollars to be out there for three days supporting ourselves on a, on a weekly basis out there but the bottom line is if it wasn't for the consumers i wouldn't be in business
0: exactly And, and, same and, with and, and, you. and the- company i mean you and i are we're not out there writing checks so it is cool and we get tour players still to come to us and say hey i really appreciate everything you guys have done because they're they've kind of grown up in a world where everything is sort of pay for play but when it comes to the potter they know it's 40 percent of the game it's going to define their legacy and so there are some hey there's some guys out there that are willing to not sign contracts that include the putter fewer and fewer but the ones that do it's really cool when you can work with them and you can help them because i think they realize hey you know that this is really i should never let a contract interfere with my best putting because it's going to determine who i am as a professional golfer
1: well the bottom line is okay a contract what's a contract worth compared to a win you know what i'm saying it's exactly. like yeah and and if you win a major i mean, look look at the recognition you get for that and just and what it does for you and for my company i mean when henry extension won the british open my website crashed my <laughs> i mean my life changed overnight i i can say that and that was probably one of the biggest thrills so far in my career was having Hedrick Stenson win that british open but you know on a weekly basis i'm sure you you're as excited as i am when you see your putter on tv when you can say that's my brand out there that's something that i've created you know i, I remember in the start of this just saying to myself yeah i want to see one tour player using this and when i get now a group in a final round when you got two or three of the players using your product it's pretty exciting when you when i can say on a weekly basis i have guys up in the top 10 i have guys you know you know right now in the corn Ferry tour i have you know three guys in the top five right now it's like you know and right now, Tony Finau is the top five out, out, on, out on the PGA Tour. And, you know, it's, it's pretty exciting to see this. As This is something that I've developed, you know, and to think about the, the, the opportunity to have to be able to do that is even more exciting. Because, I mean, sure, it's great to be out on the PGA Tour, but people don't get us wrong. It, it's not an easy livelihood, you know, but it's something we do have to do to keep our brands recognized, and, everybody-
0: and what it eventually is going to lead to is the, is the great, great feedback you're going to get when you're able to translate that to a consumer who says, Hey, I've never putted this well. You know, we oh, get yeah. it hundreds right. of times every week and it, it's really what keeps us going. So, well, Bernie, we're running out of time. Unfortunately, I, I really wanted to get <laughs> into your background, but you might've oh. dodged. A this time. We know you were, a, you were a serious golfer and you played competitive golf and you taught, but was there anything else you ever did in your life that was somewhat interesting and maybe different than golf that our, our, Listeners would be interested
2: in.
1: Well, before I well, I golfed when I was young. I raced motorcycles, and after I got to the age of twenty-one, as I was like, forget this game, I, I got into male modeling. I was male model for twenty-five years. I spent eight years throughout Europe, Italy, Germany, France, Greece, Spain, South Africa. I did over three hundred commercials throughout Europe. I moved to Miami. I'm back in Miami now, and that's where I got back involved in golf. You know, so I've had quite quite an experience in my lifetime uh there's been some uh, i mean was there anything
0: (laughs) any any dancing or anything like
1: that (laughs) i love the dance man you should should, should see my salsa dancing uh, there's some hints of some dancing in my background too
0: (laughs) we've had a really fun discussion today i'm jim again with cody hale ted galena and bernie garson uh, this has been yeah, the 30th episode of the putting couch and Bernie, we'll have you on again sometime. I'll All right. I look
1: forward to it. Great. It's always Thank a you very much you guys. All right. We'll we'll see you out day. on tour. Okay. You got it. Take care. We appreciate you joining us. If you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure you do wherever you're listening. Be sure to leave a rating and review because that's how we get the putting couch podcast content in front of more people. Also, take a screenshot and share it on social media and tag us at SeymourPutters or hashtag Team Seymour.